Good afternoon. This is the Quest Atlanta, and this is our pledge drive. We are back. Thank you for praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet with us this past seven minutes. We sure appreciate you joining us in prayer and helping us with this mission. Had a great morning, and now we're going to have a great afternoon with your help. Put that phone number out there for you, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com. You can help us this hour reach our $3,000 goal. By jumping in on that number, we're going to have a pretty pretty active hour. We've got a number of guests, a number of things to talk to with uh, this hour, so you want to get in on the front end and get that taken care of so you can listen to our conversation. My name is Steve Splonskowski. I'm in studio this hour these couple hours with Tony Yusida Velez. Good afternoon, Tony. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Tell us a little. I mean, I everybody else probably knows you, but I don't. So tell me a little about yourself. Well, I uh, I'm a CEO of a cybersecurity company here in Atlanta, and I was introduced to the Quest as a listener uh, many years ago uh, when I'm a parishioner at All Saints Parish, and uh, I met some of the fine folks there at the Quest. And then became a corporate sponsor to uh, help support the mission. So hopefully any corporate uh, uh, entities out there that are considering, please take a, a, a note of the number, 470-508-1160. Um, but that, yeah, that's, uh, I'm married. I have uh, four kids. been married for about 21 years. Um, and again, the parish I belong to here in Atlanta is All Saints. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. And Tony's going to, we're going to be working these couple hours together. And so we're yes. looking forward to that, Tony. Also in studio with us, we have uh, Karen and Kevin Butts. Good, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. Thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> um, and phoning in, we have somebody who's a little further away. Jacob is joining us. Uh, good afternoon, Jacob. Good afternoon. It's good to be with you. Yes, thank you for being with us. We're going to start this hour with a prayer, and Karen uh, kind of had this prayer in front of her, so I just asked her to lead us in this, the miracle prayer. Can you tell us a little bit about it, Karen? Um, yeah, the miracle prayer, I first got it from Father Peter Mary Rookie out of Chicago years ago, and um, we have prayed the, mir the miracle prayer in our family rosary for years and years. It's just a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Would you mind leading us in that prayer? Okay. So, guys, you're going to pray with me? Yep. Okay. Lord Jesus, I come, come before, before you just as I am. I am, I am sorry, sorry for my sins. I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. In your name, I forgive all others for what they have done against me. I renounce Satan, his evil spirits, and all their works. I give you my entire self, Lord Jesus, now and forever. I invite you into my life, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord, God, and Savior. Heal me, change me, strengthen me, in body, soul, and spirit. Come, Lord Jesus, cover me with your precious blood, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I will follow you every day of my life. Mary, my mother. Queen of Peace, St. Peregrine the Cancer Saint, all the angels and saints, please help me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Karen and Kevin, for leading that prayer. Uh, that's the miracle prayer that uh, they just shared with us and a prayer special to your family. So yeah. thank yeah. you for sharing that. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from originally, and, uh, and such. I I grew up in the Chicago area and um, went to college in Minnesota, St. Mary's University, and uh, actually met Karen uh, when I lived in South Florida with my parents for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, then uh, we, we actually met at a church social group of young adults and uh, dated for a year and, and then... Uh, you know, I went back to Chicago for a while. She came up to Atlanta, and I realized I couldn't live without her and <laughs> moved back down to Atlanta. And 33 years later, it's history. <laughs> so that's the guy version, Karen. How, how, did, uh, how, how did this all start out for you? Um, as Kevin said, we met in a 20s, 30s single group at St. Paul of the Cross um, Church in North Palm Beach, Florida. And... Um, we we dated for i guess about a year and um we just 
I'm trying <laughs> to remember how to say this. We we broke up. Oh, yeah. I broke up with him, and uh, he went back to Chicago, as he said. And I was a travel agent at the time in Florida, in Palm Beach, Florida. And then um, a friend had told me about some opportunities in the Atlanta area for being a travel agent. And I came up here and interviewed and got the job and um, moved here in 1983. And I've been here since 83, and Kevin moved down in 86. Mm -hmm. And where are you originally from, Karen? Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. Very good. So you've been married for 33 years, as as Kevin said, it's all uh, history, but uh, 33 years, um, and uh, on October 29th. Yes. So congratulations. That's coming up here pretty soon. Yes, it is. And uh, you have five children. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, what are the names of your children? Melissa, Michael, Jacob, Anne-Marie, and Caleb. All right. And, and of course, it, visiting with us this hour is Jacob. So he's, Jacob's literally the middle child. Yes. yes. Ooh, so does he have the middle child syndrome stuff? And <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Huh? No, we, we've been really blessed by all of our kids and uh, really haven't had a lot of problems. And, you know, we really, you know, thank the Lord and, and give him all the credit. So in, in some of the notes that you shared with us, uh, Kevin and Karen, you mentioned back until 1994, you were both bench warmer Catholics. Um, and in the conversation earlier, here uh, with Tony, he's kind of like, well, that's a, that's a new phrase for us. Well, yeah, I never really heard about that, but that's, that's interesting. But I learned something new today, bench warmer Catholics. But I'm sure there's other listeners out there, but uh, to kind of self-describe what you meant at, at that time, what, what do you mean by having been bench warmer Catholics? I'm well, sure there's others that are wondering the same thing. Basically, you know, we'd, we'd go to Sunday Mass. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'd go to Sunday Mass, uh, but that was pretty much the extent of our faith life. Uh, we weren't necessarily uh, devout at going to the other sacraments like reconciliation. And, uh, you know, we, we just didn't have Jesus in our life all week. And what was the turning point that takes you off the bench? What Was there a special retreat? Was there a, maybe a, a sermon or a book? It was Conyers. Conyers, okay. I went to Conyers. We went in 19... 19- 93, I think. For the monastery? No, to the apparition site. The apparition site, yep. Nancy Fowler. Mm -hmm. And um, so we would go out there periodically. I loved to go out there. And then in 1993, I think, uh, Kevin was working for IBM, and he was sent to Champaign. Illinois. Illinois, yep. Yeah, Champaign, Illinois, for a year. So he was going to be gone for 10 days at a time, and he'd come back for four days and, you know, for the year. So um, anyways, when he was gone, I started reading a lot of stuff about Medjugorje. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, I was, I grew up in Connecticut, and we had a lot of problems in in our neighborhood with just people harassing us and everything. And so... I was always afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. So here I had two children, and Kevin's gone, and I had a TV on in the room, and I, ha- I had that. I put the kids to bed, and I had that TV blaring, and I'm like, "Oh man, I hope no. What's that noise? Oh, you know." And so, anyways, once I started reading my Medjugorje books, I was able to turn the TV off, and you know, just the Lord was was really moving, moving. Right really powerfully in our life and mary drew drew you closer to jesus yeah yeah and yeah and mary has a big big role in our family Mm -hmm. we can talk about that later but um and then you know one of the weekends home we conceived jacob and um you know it it just the medjugorje thing really really changed us yeah yeah, I've heard multiple stories, and I'm sure you have too, Steve, where, you know, uh, Marian intercessions, you know, the apparitions have really inspired a change, you know, uh, a, um, kind of a cataclysmic change for good, right? To get off the bench, so to speak, in our faith and to take up our, our cross and to go further in our journey. Well, and I think, and tomorrow, of course, is the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, the, uh, the miracle of Fatima tomorrow, October 13th. So, yeah. a great day to bring that up. 
talk about it. So, so, so Karen was reading books, um, and Kevin, you were traveling. But so, how would, how did you start coming off the bench? Well, uh, when I saw that that Karen was being drawn more into uh, living our faith. Uh, I knew obviously that would affect me. That would affect our marriage and and everything. And and uh, so I started having some, um, you know, basically uh, discernment. You know, I was asking God, okay, this is a pivotal point for me. I can either encourage Karen in this, and the two of us go this way together, or I, I could try and dissuade her away from it so it doesn't change my life. And I'll be nice and comfortable and remain a bench warmer. So, um, you know, I started uh, trying to discern if if Jesus was real, if the Catholic Church was real, and and uh, I'm an analyst, so I was I was looking for proof. And of course, God never gives us proof; He's asking for faith. And um, so, uh, finally, what made me decide to uh, walk with Karen and and bring up everyone actually in our Catholic faith was uh, I accepted the fact that the apostles, the only living witnesses to Jesus, all died for him. That's true. I mean, you know, it all begins with a commitment, you know. Uh, first of all, kudos to you for, for you know, bouncing back. On, on just I was thinking back on the dating story, you know, you persisted, right? Um, and then, you know, uh, fast forward to getting off the bench, you know, it's beautiful to hear, you know, a real touching story about how you reflected. You had comfort, you had, you know, your profession, it really talks about you know believing in maybe tangible comforts of this world but you took a leap of faith you know as a father as a husband uh you chose you chose wisely and then you know you reap the rewards of a beautiful family you know, obviously we're here with jacob to learn a little bit more about his journey in becoming a seminarian so blessings to you both um i know that our family we pray and we ask for your prayers out there listening for all seminarians as they take up their journey to which is a tough journey uh to be able to live in devotion to their commitment Folks, if you're just joining us, this is the quest, and this is our pleasure. If you're like, well, where's my regular programming? Well, this is we step away twice a year to try to run, raise some funds to help to continue this group, this radio station, this message of evangelization, this message of hope that is available to you 24-7. And so we're just stepping away for a few hours here to do this work. So please give us a shout, 470-508-1160, or you can give online at thequestatlanta.com. And remember to download that mobile app. Uh, we are visiting right now with Karen and Kevin Butts, and we have Jacob Butts on the phone. My name is Steve. I'm here with uh, Tony Yusita Velez, and uh, we're going to continue this conversation for a few more minutes. So you said that uh, in 1994, Jacob was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jacob, you don't remember that day, so we won't talk to you about it. But uh, but you but you are here with us, correct? I, I'm here. Yeah, I was very young at the time, so I don't I don't remember much of it, like you say. But yeah. so what what do you remember your early the early years of your early memories? Since your parents were basically as you were born started to become active in the faith, what did that look like to you when you were young? Uh, yeah, as as a kid growing up, um, you know, we continued going to mass every Sunday and. And we started diving in deeper into different devotions and uh, the first Friday, first Saturday devotions. And my mom had mentioned earlier we would pray a family rosary together uh, nearly every day. And um, we would do uh, different uh, holy hours, ador uh, Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, um, at different parishes that we were a part of. And, uh, and so it just really became uh, sort of like my dad was saying, it became a lifestyle, it became us living the faith which was beautiful. Yeah, and it's so so for you it was living the faith from the very beginning cuz mom and dad had had uh, become active in the in the church. For your older children, uh was did they notice a shift or how old were they in 1994 when you started coming back to your faith? Well, Melissa was two. born in 1990 and you know, as I say, we did I was just talking to Kevin on the way here. I said, "Did we pray the rosary when she was little?" And he was like, yeah, we did. Maybe not as frequently as, you know, this conversion. Once that happened in 1994, it became a nightly, a nightly ritual, you know. I mean, it was a beautiful thing, and we, 
we used to belong at St. Catherine of Siena when we first moved over to Woodstock, or, or Woodstock and Kennesaw is where St. Catherine of Siena is, and I was homeschooling at the time. Maybe I'm jumping ahead, but we um, we started doing a rosary on Sundays at that church, and it was the homeschoolers, and um, I would get people to pray different you know weeks or whatever and their family would come up and pray the rosary and i just have to tell this one story because it's the most beautiful story but my son this was some years later because when we moved to woodstock we my son youngest was two and um we were doing the family rosary and i had like a little stool so they would stand on the stool and i would stand next to them and pray with them and just so um, everyone knows this is at the amble before mass Okay. Yeah. Okay. And anyways, it was Caleb, our youngest, turn to pray. And again, he was two. And um, so he was on the little stool, and I'm praying with him. And anyways, it was a young a man after Mass, and he was talking to his friends. And he's like, I thought you said the Mass was at noon. I came at noon, and, you know, there was this family up there praying the rosary, and this little kid Man, you couldn't even see the little kid. He's doing those Hail Marys. And as I say, and we're just walking out the door, and he's like, him, that kid right there, he was up on the altar praying the rosary. It was so beautiful. And I was just like, you know, thank you, Mary. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, it was such a beautiful gift. Yeah, I mean, Mary is truly, you know, a mother of us all. I mean, she wants to lead us all to Christ. Um, Jacob, I have a question to you. You know, I mean, growing up, I mean, what was the iconic prayer or form of meditation that really kind of anchored your faith, you know, on your own? Um, was it the rosary? Was it maybe a devotion to a saint? Um, you know, can you can you uh, share with us? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I always had a... A, a special place in my heart for St. Francis of Assisi, um, and especially as a kid, uh, you know, you'd see pictures of him with animals and stuff, and I thought that was great. So, um, And I had learned uh, early on about his prayer, um, make me an instrument of your peace. Yes. Uh, and just that, you know, that litany and that beautiful prayer. Uh, and so that I would always go back to that um, oftentimes in prayer. And it, it, yeah, it was a huge gift for me, that, that simple prayer. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the, one of the richness of the Catholic faith is having all these iconic images that kind of show, you know, you talked about St. Francis, you know, being surrounded by animals, and it draws certain types of, you know, kids closer in. You know, say, for me, it was St. Michael. You know, I always loved, you know, him, you know, with his, uh, you know, his armor and his shield and sword. You know, as, as a young kid, it, I always gravitated to that. But, you know, to hear you talk about, you know that you know as as a kind of a an, uh, a welcoming or or a, a calling, and then it just out of curiosity, right? I mean, it was it was a, it was something that spoke a curiosity, and then to translate into one of the most beautiful prayers that is out there, right? You know, uh, the Saint Francis prayer, which is such a humbling prayer. Um, it and then now to see you take that journey into your seminary life. Um, what are some of the things that you you do today? How what is prayer life to you? I mean, there's a lot of you know, um, you know, obviously lay people out here listening, but, you know, share a little bit about, you know, prayer life as a seminarian. What, what are some of your day-to-day -day rituals? What are the things that kind of keep you grounded in the journey ahead? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so as in the seminary, we pray together uh, what's known as the, the Liturgy of the Hours, the yes. Divine Office. Um, and so we pray as a community um, morning prayer and evening prayer. And so there's, uh, I think, I believe five prayers total and you pray them at different points, you know, throughout the day. And, uh, it's just, usually they're short, simple prayers, maybe the maximum of 15 minutes. And, uh, it's just a beautiful way to sanctify the day and to, to remind you of the Lord's presence throughout the day. Um, and so that's been, uh, such a gift to, to dive into throughout my time here in seminary. Uh, so we pray as a community here in the seminary, we pray uh, morning prayer and evening prayer. Uh, and then the other three hours, um, I find time throughout the day to pray them on my own. That's amazing. Uh, and we all know that the power of prayer is very, um, very much needed, but we also need the power of donation. 
and we need donations at this hour. I'm here with Steve. Uh, I'm going to give out the number 470-508-1160. We need your donations. We need your prayers as well. We want to be able to grow the voice of Catholic Radio here in Atlanta. And uh, again, this is something that is a phenomenal cause. There's a lot of instruments of of uh, evangelization stories, you know, as as being shared here, um, you know, so it's very much, you know, a, uh, a worthy cause that really translates into shaping the life of Catholics here in Atlanta. That number again, 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160, or give online at thequestatlanta.com. Again, we're visiting here with Karen and Kevin, Karen, Kevin, and Jacob Butts. Um, and uh, again, myself, Steve Sponskowski, and Tony Yusida Velez. And uh, we are going to step away at the bottom of the hour, but we need you to join in, give you a little update here. Uh, we do have a $3,000 goal this hour. Larry and Lynn called in um, and gave a nice gift. We'd also like to thank Mary Bell uh, from Coming for calling in. Uh, Sung Wan called in from Dunwoody, and Nancy called in from Johns Creek. So we thank them for their pledge this hour. You can join them again at 470-508-1160 or on thequestatlanta.com. Uh, but we will step away for a little bit at the bottom of the hour here to to uh, just give you a couple seconds to tune in um, and make that call. So, you know, folks, you got to think about what is the quest to you? You know, what one of the reasons we're getting together here for these three days is to share these stories of how the quest has made a difference in the lives of of the listeners in this this area in Atlanta um, and surrounding area. <clears throat> how, what, how would your life be different if you didn't have Catholic Radio to listen to? Uh, you know, earlier conversations, a lot of people uh, listen to conservative talk radio. A lot of people listen to uh, just you know twenty four seven news. Does that does that bring you closer to Christ? Maybe it does, but it certainly doesn't do what Catholic Radio will do. One hour with uh, Al Cresta is going to do a lot more uh, than a lot of other conversations. So help us continue this work, bringing people to Christ. 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. We'll be right back. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. Catholic Super Bowl champ Elvis Gerbach shared with me the key role discipline played in his journey. Discipline is required to form good habits, and this takes three things. First is to focus on your goal, then develop a plan for how to reach that goal. Third is practice, practice, practice. Over time, obedience to the practice and discipline of forming good habits leads to the freedom to just play the game and not even think about it. It's what the greats like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady did. And we can apply this same approach to faith by focusing on our ultimate goal of heaven, developing a plan for our spiritual life, and forming habits of virtue. It becomes easier to grow in faith, make good decisions, do good, and sacrifice for others. And when we do this, we live with freedom in Christ, just like the saints did, and grow in holiness and become saints ourselves. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the priests serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessing of our priests who represent you on this earth. Make them more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through them as they minister the sacraments and help them to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen them so that they may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support the priests in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering them kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of your priests. Allow them to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. Please join us in a prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 
This is Tony Ucita Velez from All Saints, and the quest means so much to me in terms of faith formation. It provides a lot of different diverse programming to make it enjoyable and highly educational in terms of faith formation as a Catholic. The Sunrise Morning Show is a great way to start the day to simply uh, reflect over God's Word, some testimonials, and carry us forward as Catholics. So tune in live at The Quest. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and kindle in the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Folks, this is The Quest, and we are doing our pledge drive here, and we sure appreciate you joining us and staying with us these three days, helping us continue this work, drawing souls to Christ. He is the physician, the, the spiritual physician who draws us to new life. We don't save souls. He does, but we get to draw ourselves and others to him through this work so help us continue this work a little quiet this hour and i know it's three o'clock you're probably getting your three o'clock nap in um but we'll be, be wake up for a couple minutes and give us a phone call 470-508-1160 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com help us continue this work we are in studio this hour with karen kevin and jacob butts except for jacob is via phone and uh, my name is steve and uh on also here in studio with Tony Yusita Velez. Tony, how's Steve, it going? Steve, you know, I think our prayers are being answered because I just talked to the studio engineer and an anonymous corporate donor said that for this hour only, they will double all of the donations made. So if you're listening right now, tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell your coworkers, tell your fellow parishioners, your fellow priests. We're looking to, we have a set goal, but the prayers have been answered. We have an anonymous donor, a corporate entity that is willing to double all donations for this hour. So please help us reach this goal. That number again is 470-508-1160. Help make the quest grow in its reach to touching the hearts of Catholics and Christians all around Atlanta. 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. Folks, your dollars are doubled this hour by that corporate entity. Hey, they didn't even put a limit on it. So let's uh, let's see what the Lord has in mind for you and for them. At the same time, the Holy Spirit works in amazing ways. Uh, we were talking before the break here a little bit about your prayer life, uh, family prayer life. And uh, Jacob, you are on, on phone with us here. You are you are physically right now at uh, St. Vincent de Paul Seminary, is that correct? That's correct. And where is that at? That's down in South Florida, in Boynton Beach, Florida, uh, which is a little bit kind of between Miami and uh, West Palm Beach, so pretty far south. Okay, okay, very good. But that's that kind of dad's old stump, or you're, that's where you two met. Yeah. Yeah, in that area. Well, that's great. That's awesome. So... Uh, Jacob, let's talk a little bit about you, your journey uh, to the seminary. When did you discern, and, and how did you start discerning that process of saying, hey, I think I'm supposed to go to the seminary? Yeah, I, I remember as a kid, um, you know, as my parents were talking about at the at the first part of the hour, uh, you know, we'd go to Mass, and uh, just as a kid, I you know, I, I guess I was like most kids in that I it was boring and I didn't want to do it. Um, and and for me, there was a change um, around maybe towards the end of high school, getting into college. Uh, my one of my older brother, well, my only older brother, Michael, he uh, he started diving into his faith, and and I saw that. And growing up, he's only a year and a half older than I am, so we've always been super competitive in everything. And and so I saw him diving into his faith, and so I thought to myself, well, I'm going to dive into my faith then, and, you know, I'll join more Bible studies, and I'll, you know, read more Scripture, and and sort of, I had a competition mindset, but uh, pretty quickly I, I realized just how beautiful the faith is, um, and, and uh, yeah, it kind of took a life of its own uh, from that point forward. Uh, I remember doing a, a summer camp, a camp, Hidden Lake, one of the Life Team camps up in Dahlonega, Georgia. And, uh, and it was really at that point, this was my sophomore year in college, that um, I really started thinking about the priesthood seriously. And I just, I couldn't shake the thought. So, so here I am. So the, the hound of heaven was chasing you and you couldn't shake him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. No matter how hard I tried. <laughs> 
So where did you start seminary? Was it have you been at St. Vincent de Paul the entire time or was there a transition? I I've been here the whole time. So this is I'm entering my third year. Uh so I did my first two years here studying philosophy and now this is my first year of theology. So I want to go back to you your first year of seminary. How was that uh, entering seminary from uh I guess you'd call maybe normal life into seminary life. Was there a transition there? As you mentioned, having regular prayer in community, that kind of thing. How did, how did that look for you? Yeah, it was, there, there definitely was a transition um, between uh, the life here at the seminary is, is pretty structured and it's pretty organized, uh, you know, different classes and different meetings and uh, obviously structured prayer time. Um, and so that, that sort of took a, you know, a while to get used to the, the lifestyle here at the seminary, uh, as well, living in community, uh, being one of five, I always kind of had an idea of, you know, what it was like to live in, in the community. But uh, here at the seminary, I'm, you know, one of maybe a hundred on campus. And so there's uh, the, this, the community has grown uh, from, from my family of seven. Um, but it's been a gift. It's really been, been super beautiful to uh yeah, to see how the Lord works, um, you know, throughout my life, throughout the, the life of the seminary, through the, the prayers and the classes and, and everything else, but then also to see it in the lives of my brothers, uh, the, other, the other men here at the seminary. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful gift to be here. So mom and dad, uh, when, when Jacob entered in the seminary, um, did you, how did, how, what changes did you see in him as, uh, as he started to uh, journey through that seminary life? Well, Jacob had graduated, and he was a finance major, and he worked a year in finance. And I said to him one night, we had gone out for Chinese, and Kevin was picking up the to-go order, and I said, Jacob, you don't seem happy. I said, why don't you just go into the seminary where you're called to be? And Jacob... Jacob, or do you remember that conversation? <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you say? Do you remember what you said to me? I tried to convince you I was happy where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> I knew better, but... <laughs> Moms know best. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, you know, one of the themes for you know this hour is saints, heroes for all time. And I'm sure... You know, we talked about your um, devotion to St. Francis. What are what are some other saints that, you know, um, you could share about their life and specifically about their life that has really motivated you to embellish some of the virtues that those saints possessed? And maybe for some of those, um, our fellow Christians that are non-Catholic that are listening, maybe open up and share a little bit about what does it really mean? What is this saint talk that all these Catholics talk about? Maybe you can open up with that, but then segue into, um, you know, what are some other saints and their specific virtues that have really inspired you to take on religious life? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, so don't be don't be afraid to to jump in where necessary. But for me, the saints are, uh, you know, those people who have gone before us, who have already passed away, who uh, live such not such lives of. Uh, of virtue and, and holiness. Uh, and so, you know, the church has, has deemed that they're in heaven through, you know, the whole process of being canonized and providing uh, miracles and whatnot. Um, and so it's, to me, it's, it's, it shows the, the eternity, I suppose, in a certain sense of the church, uh, that there are people, you know, in the old, in the, you know, the ancient times and, uh, even now in the modern times that, uh, they're striving for holiness, and they're, they're, uh, yeah, answering the call that the Lord has given to all of us to to be perfect as His heavenly Father is perfect. Uh, and so, for me, the saints, uh, yeah, they provide a lot of encouragement. Uh, I think of two saints in particular. I think of uh, Saint John Bosco and Saint Therese of Lisieux, uh, who's also known as the Little Flower. Um, I know Saint John Bosco. He <clears throat> He was a priest in uh, in around Milan, Italy, and uh, and I was really struck by him because he did a lot of work with with uh, the youth, um, and he he lived a life uh, sort of of the way I'd, I would describe it is a fun loving life. 
where he would he was kind of a, a little bit of a magician and he loved to play games and uh, just had a contagious smile and um, and just one of those people that uh, that you you would really enjoy spending time with and someone that that's easy to talk to and someone that will make you laugh and someone that's uh, yeah attract lives lives an attractive life um, and so I I remember reading about him and learning more about his life and and that is what really stuck. Uh, stuck with me is sort of the the attractiveness of a life of holiness and seeing that you know you don't have to a lot of times you can think a life of holiness is boring and is defined by rules and um and whatnot but to see saint john bosco who lived very much a free life and loved to play and uh, and entertain and different things like that uh yeah it, it had a huge impact on my life Absolutely, and I even, I even think of Saint Teresa of Lisieux, uh, who <laughs> she lived a, a life in a cloistered monastery. But um, it's a little ironic; she's the patron saint of missions, uh, you know, going out to the whole world. Um, and and so that's you know the the beauty of of her contemplative prayer and and seeing the impact that it has on the whole world. Uh, that's made her the the patron of missions. That's that's had a, a big impact on me as well. Well, those are wonderful answers, and I invite all the Catholic listeners out there to, and also the non-Catholics, to maybe do a Google search on some of these beautiful saints. You know, um, I gotta admit, you know, I'm I'm heavily jealous of you, Jacob, because I've always wanted to be a priest. Uh, of course, life dealt me a different card, and I'm not uh, complaining about it. Um, I have f- uh, four beautiful children, but one of the beautiful things about the Mass is being able to celebrate, you know, communion in concert with the saints. Right, we're there you know, our mortality in church, right? And we are in union, as is said by, you know, uh, the priests and soon to be you, as you preside over a congregation of your own in a church. Uh, we're there in prayer, right? In communion with the saints. And it's such a beautiful ideology of vi- visual. If you can just imagine, you know, that we are there celebrating with, you know, St. John Bosco, with St. Francis of Assisi, you know, with uh, St. Anthony, um, it's it's such such a magnificent uh, union of of heaven and earth, you know, giving homage and honor and worship, you know, to God. It's such a beautiful image. To me, one of the the beautiful things about the saints is, uh, you know, you you take other people, great people who, you know, have died, say Abraham Lincoln or something, and uh, you know, you you can you know, appreciate them, but uh, the saints are still alive. So, you know, Abraham Lincoln may or may not be in heaven. I don't know. But, uh, you know, someone like St. John Bosco, uh, Mother Teresa, uh, these people are in heaven. And so it's kind of like your aunt who's across the country. They're still there. You can call them and and ask them to help you. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean— in the end, the saints, you know, are uh, one of many ways in which we can get inspiration in coming closer to Christ, right? Yep. All of the saints are a pointer to Christ Jesus and ultimately God the Father mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit that he's left for us. And, you know, um, other instruments that we have is Catholic Radio. Yep. Catholic Radio has a great instrument, you know, in terms of the programming, the content, the guests, you know, the people that dedicate their life and time in order to provide, you know, um, you know different chaplets, you know, uh, for Divine Mercy or the Rosary or, you know, different guest speakers from EWTN or Ave Maria Radio. Uh, but Quest uh, Atlanta is really doing a great job in promoting Catholic faith and promoting Christian teaching. And we need your help today. So 470-508-1160. You might spend $5 and a cup of coffee tomorrow, maybe eight, uh, maybe 10 on a smoothie, depending on where you are in Atlanta. So maybe take some of that money and sacrifice one day, two, or maybe a week and give to Quest Atlanta and help us grow the mission of Christ, of promoting his word, his mission for all of us to live a saintly life. The number again, 470-508-1160. And again, a reminder that this anonymous corporate donor is doubling all donations just in this hour. So please make your money work harder and uh, dial in now. Folks, we've raised $150 this hour towards that $3,000 goal. So we are going to need your help. And many of you have been giving online at thequestatlanta.com. And that works just as well as that phone number, 470 508 
1160. We do need to see those light, those phones light up. You know, we hate for those volunteers to be bored back there. I mean, to eat too many, you know, candy and biscuits and stuff like that. It's just not good for their health. But if they're answering the phone, they'll be busy. So give us a call, 470-508-1160, or give online thequestatlanta.com. We are visiting with Karen, Kevin, and Jacob Butts this hour um, and talking about his journey um, and their faith life into the seminary. Uh, Jacob, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, entering into the seminary and that discernment of, of the priesthood. It, it's a, let's talk about that sense of, you know, living in the present moment with the Lord and, and how that discernment works. Can you share with us uh, some of your, your journey there? Yeah. Um, so as I said, I think it was about my sophomore year in college that I really started thinking seriously about the priesthood and um, and so I started to to be more intentional with my prayer time and uh, make time every day for at least 30 minutes of, of just quiet prayer, uh, because I knew, you know, I could try to come up with, with an answer on my own, but uh, I knew that at the end of the day that would not satisfy. So I turned to the Lord and, you know, tried to, to hear His voice in the silence, um, and and even throughout college after I graduated and then as I, as I was working for a little bit, um, you know, that was, that was sort of the, the staple, if you will, of my day was, was making time for, for that quiet prayer time. Uh, and then throughout the day, sort of as a little te- testimony to Catholic radio, uh, I remember I would listen a lot as I was working, going to and from work or during my lunch break, I would listen a lot to the Quest and to Catholic radio. And that played an impact in my discernment that, that definitely had, um, yeah, definitely bore fruit in my discernment and hearing the voice of the Lord and hearing truth uh, spread across the airwaves. Um, but yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time in quiet prayer, and I found uh, a spiritual director, uh, a priest that I trusted very, very dearly, and um, and just yeah, trying to to hear the voice of the Lord and discern uh, discern where I'm supposed to be called. Uh- Mom and Dad, we're coming back to you here in studio and, and uh, kind of going off of Tony's question there of, of special saints in your life. Uh, Jacob has shared that. Um, any other beyond what uh, Jacob has already shared, some uh, special uh, intercessory power there with uh, some of the saints in, in your life? Well, I, I love St. Philomena, and years and years ago, a friend of mine had asked me to pray a decade of the rosary the fourth glorious mystery, you know, for uh, the intentions of offer this up for the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in honor of Saint Philomena, and so I've been doing that now for I don't know, close to thirty years, maybe. And um, but the as I said before, the Blessed Mother is the one who really, really has changed our family because. Um, you know, just doing the rosary, and the Blessed Mother has called me a lot, you know, because this past weekend we had the um, the rosary rally for Our Lady of Fatima, and I've done, I've led a rosary rally for a number of years out on the streets. But in 2012, she called us, our family, to go to Medjugorje. And that, our family changed unbelievably with that trip. I mean, I'm not going to go into all the details now, but we had, you know, the kids were younger and, you know, how kids are and fighting and this and that. And I'm telling you, when we came home, the dynamics of the family was completely different. I said to Kevin, look at the boys. Oh, my dear, they're not fighting. They're getting along. They're hugging each other. It was the most beautiful, beautiful experience of our life. And, you know, it, it just, it was amazing because we ended up meeting some um, seminarians and a priest from Ireland, and we were there for a week with them. And we spent almost every waking hour with those, with those seminarians and that priest. And, I mean, just to watch my kids light up when they saw the seminarians and the priest, it, it, was, it was amazing. Well, it's amazing what can be done when there's a willingness to change. You know, yeah. um, we all have free will, 
And, you know, obviously as a married couple um, and as father and mother, I mean, even, you know, Jacob on, on, on the phone here with us today, I mean, we all have free will and you guys, you know, answer with yes, right? The calling to, you know, fulfill your responsibilities, you know, now Jacob embarking in a new journey of faith, you know, and confronting, you know, the difficult times that we live in right now, Jacob, and I'm sure, you know, you're not stranger to all the things around us. Um, so your vocation is, you know, highly needed. And, you know, I invite all of our listeners out there to please keep Jacob and, and all the other seminarians and in, in, in your prayers, please. Um, speaking of prayers, you know, as we, you know, we look to you, the caller, to come in and support the quest, uh, please, you know, don't, uh, don't forget that our volunteers are also prayer warriors. So as you call in for your donation, um, please, you know, if you want to, something's on your heart and you want to share it and you're in need of, you're in need of a prayer or maybe a family member's in need of a prayer, um, along with your donation, please, you know, feel free to mention that, you know, we want to all pray for all of our brothers and sisters that are out there listening. We're trying to promote Catholic radio to help uh, further inspire, you know, a lot of the stories that we're hearing today, you know, with Karen, Kevin and Jacob is really something touched their life, right? I think we we've heard about, you know, the different the different prayers and events and um, things that have converted and changed their lives profoundly. And, you know, Catholic Radio has a wealth of programming to, to help do that. Um, so, as again, I invite everyone out there to please pick up your phones. We're going to close out the hour, you know, shortly here. We really need to rally hard. And again, your money, call your friends, call your neighbors. Please let them know that in this hour only that we're going to have double donations from uh, a corporate donor. 470-508-1160. 470-508-1160 or online, thequestatlanta.com. Folks, so again, we uh, raise about $150 this hour. We we can do better than this. Uh, you know, let's the, the show, show your support for your seminarians. Uh, Jacob, how many seminarians are in the diocese, the archdiocese? Do you know? We have uh, about 45 or 50 right now. 45 or 50, that's an awesome number. Uh, folks, uh, you know, and that's the future. That's the future of the priesthood in your diocese, in your archdiocese. Um, you know, give in honor of your favorite priest, in honor of your favorite seminarian, or, uh, you know, in, in in honor of the great gifts that our priests are to us um, at this time. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. We hear about all the bad news in the church, but we're here to talk about the good news going on in the church at the Quest because, of course, Christ is the good news. Um, but his, the, we have so many wonderful priests, bishops, and religious who are leading us on this path of, of faith. Give an honor of them, 470-508-1160 or online, thequestatlanta.com. At, at Jacob, a quick uh, question for you. If there are young men out there, or even young women out there thinking about a vocation um, and kind of just hemming and hawing or saying, you know, no, I'm telling their, their parents, their mother, I, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. I, I'm, I am comfortable. What would you say to them? Uh, you know, I'd say I'd say have no fear, uh, especially have no fear to to just give um, give the vocation an opportunity to to work. Um, I know I, when I joined to this, when I joined the seminary, I thought to myself, okay, I feel pretty convinced that this is for me, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, and there's a lot of people that join with that same mentality uh, because it's not—it's uh, certainly not time wasted. It is time spent with the Lord. It's time growing uh, as a man or as a woman, and um, and there's there's fruit that is born from your time in formation. So even if you know you're hemming and you're hawing about it and you're not sure, uh, just give it a shot uh, because have no fear. And there's there's definitely. Um, fruit and there's definitely graces that will come from uh from your time with the lord kevin you know one of the we haven't really asked you about you know um you know again we're in this theme of saints heroes for all time uh for you specifically as a husband as a father um what are some of your go-to saints you know how have they inspired you to to change and come closer to christ well our ultimate goal is to be like the heavenly father and uh I I picked uh, the one that he picked, yep. St. Joseph. Yep. So, you know, 
he was a worker. He had to provide for the family. He was a father. And uh, for people who consider themselves to be in difficult situations, I mean, here he was, <clears throat> you know, living with someone who was sinless and the son of God. So if anything went wrong at the house, <laughs> they know who it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, no, that's uh, Father, you know, um, St. Joseph, an, an amazing figurehead for all men out there. Um, you know, some of the saints also that I liked as well is, um, you know, St. Benedict, you know, uh, lavore, orare, you know, pray and work, you know, is yeah. a great, great mantra for men out there to be able to just focus, right, on on the road ahead, pray and work, pray and work. But um, what about you, Steve? Um, any favorite saints that you want to share? Oh, there's so many, but I, you know, Peter is probably my favorite saint because I, he's kind of impetuous and I agree with him. But if you see on the computer, on the back of my computer, I've probably got my, my, my <laughs> three favorite saints. There's St. Stephen there, um, of course, is my namesake, and St. Uh, Teresa uh, of Calcutta and uh, Pope John Paul II. There's just so many beautiful saints that you know, I, I, I kind of, each day I kind of go to a different one and say, hey, you know, Therese, such a beautiful saint, St. Patrick. Uh, St. Francis, yeah, they're just, we are just so blessed in our church. Absolutely, and everyone's so different. Uh, Jacob, back to you, you know, one of the things that you talked about, St. John Bosco, right? You talked about the levity he had in life, his his sort of charismatic behavior. You know, I'm looking at, you know, the sticker, you know, behind, uh, you know, uh, Steve's computer here. Pope John Paul, same thing, you know, very charismatic, uh, very happy, and it shows just kind of the happiness of God's love uh, acting in him. Folks, so I will give you a quick update here because we only got a minute left, but we are getting some activity on the phones, uh, and we do have that $3,000 goal. This hour. We've raised $1,000, and that's going to be doubled by a corporate entity. So keep calling in at that number, 470-508-1160, or give online at thequest.com. Uh, Kevin, Karen, Jacob, thank you so much for being here with us this hour. Thank you. Folks, thank that you. number, 470-508-1160, or thequestatlanta.com. Folks, so, so we're, we're, we're going to step away here for a break. At the, at the top of the hour, I do have to do a legal ID. But uh, again, we have raised $1,130 this hour. We can, we'll keep the phone lines open just for this hour um, to help. And to kind of give you, we'll give you an update on the other side of the hour to let you know what's going on. But there's a corporate entity matching all your funds right now. 470-508-1160. You are listening to AM 1160 WCFO East Point Atlanta, The Quest. <laughs> 